And good morning. Welcome to the old school, bright and early, bushy-tailed, wide-eyed. Uh, it is the old school. This is Ross Miller, along with Dr. Stephen Bourgeois, uh, here to talk about issues facing the American education system, the idiosyncrasies and problems therein, and possible solutions. And so far as we know the solutions, good morning here, Dr. Bourgeois. Good morning, Herr Miller. How are you this this uh, momentous morning? It's it's not your net, just your normal Saturday, but it, it's an important date in history. It is an important date in history, and as you may or may not know, I do teach history, and so it is something uh, I'm aware of. Where were you? What were you doing on Tuesday, September 11th, 2001? Sounds like one of those interrogations where we on October 13th. Um, we know you were there. We have cameras. How was it? I was in Jersey. Um, I think the, the answer for, for most teachers, since it happened during the day, is that we were teaching. Yes. We had TVs in our classroom. This was in, well, you know, the year 2001. Oh, I had TVs in the classroom? Yeah, right, right in the corner of the room. It was mounted. And, and there's a television. I think everyone was expected to watch some news program in the, you know, during the morning hour. I think we had a, whatever you would call it now, a homeroom setup. Right. And so it was there for that. And then if you wanted to share, watch a video in, in class, it was, you know, people had to kind of leave their seats and gather around because it wasn't a really big video screen, um, but it was there. Um, yeah. So, so I, I think during that, uh, passing period, but you know, right, right after that, it wasn't during that. That it was actually right before a German class. Um, things started happening, and and the, so every teacher had that on, and, and students were kind of streaming in, and, and it was a odd experience because you know we we as adults were wondering after that um, the first plane hit. You know, there were all these theories, and then then you see. The, the second one hit and they think, oh, <laughs> yeah. So that, that was kind of the reality check because it was really framed, if you recall, as, as some, something else happened, you know, anything mm. about that. It was, you know, beyond imagination. Um, so so that, that was the, the moment. I don't have any <clears throat> great stories about having to calm students or, you know, yeah. dealing with it or addressing it. It was just awe and people were watching it unfold live. Um, the only thing I have to offer is the response of the school administration it was prompt they said turn off the damn tv and and, <laughs> and teach and um and we're not letting kids <clears throat> go home early we're, we're just teaching the day as if nothing happened it's a it's a very ostrich-like <laughs> type of a type well, of approach <laughs> well we're talking 20 years ago and uh you know no no social media per se no phones you know, right. smartphones. So they just said, let's turn off the problem and, 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 and go through the day. what they do the next day? Um, we had school. I, I, I recall that, hmm. but no, that, that was the, the approach. I mean, no one had really, there, there was no playbook at that point. Right. Well, sure. You know, every once in a while, you'll talk about something and I'm reminded of the rather gilded environs that you have taught in, in the past, uh, this notion of, um, 
carpeted plushed classrooms with televisions mounted in the corner. Uh, <laughs> I feel insulted. This was, <laughs> I, I was, I was teaching German in a, in a converted shop room. Uh, it, it was in the back 40, if you will. And there was shop room was more equipped than my I think so, but, but here's the thing right in the middle of class, there was this, you remember those round sinks that the water would come all yes. around and they, yeah, that was in my class. So everyone smiles <laughs> to would, you know, stand up and wash their hands and pull that paper towel. And so it was a bit of an awkward setup, but, but no, it wasn't. And there was no carpeting. There just happened to be a, a television wrong. That's it. <laughs> well, the thing was, is that we had, we didn't have televisions. There were not televisions. There were not televisions in the classrooms or anything of that nature. Where were you? Um, I may ask a little context here. I, I was in Fort Worth and in a school uh, that could be sometimes generously referred to as an economically disadvantaged school. Uh, sometimes condescendingly referred to that way. Um, but the, of course, there's, there's no TVs. And so what we were left with at the beginning of the day were um, innuendos, rumors, and um, speculations, uh, none of them correct, none of them on point, uh, none of them particularly helpful, uh, as it turned out. And then somewhere around 11 in the morning, Again, none of us have any idea what's happening. As a matter of fact, my first thought when we first heard that a, a kid that came in and said that there was a plane that hit um, the um, uh, one of the towers, my first thought was, and I, I think I'm right about this, a few months earlier, a small plane had hit a building in Austin. And so my first thought was that. I was thinking small plane, some some guy who either had a heart attack or or had a stroke or something while he was flying and he ends up flying into a building. That was my first thought process. But somewhere around 11 o'clock, one of the local news channels, and I don't know which one it was, had suggested that parents should go get their kids out of school. I don't know why. I don't know what the thought process was. I don't know if they thought that the terrorists uh, from their various caves in Afghanistan after taking out the Pentagon and the World Trade Center had decided that American high schools would be next. I'm not, I'm not sure of the thought process, but then from, from about 11 to about two, we, just, we were inundated with parents coming in, taking their kids. And it was like, it's like every five minutes, someone would pop in saying, so-and-so has to leave their parents are here to pick them up. And, and, and there was no context because no one understood what was happening. No one understood the, the scope and the scale of what was taking place. And so it became kind of farcical after a while where the kids who were not being picked up were outraged that their parents were not picking them up. And so some of them would just leave on their own accord, you know, just go ahead and, you know, in between classes. That's, that's what home. you would have done as a student. <laughs> you would have taken it upon yourself. <laughs> Well, if everyone else is going, I guess. I <laughs> and so you'd have all this stuff. And then the thing, the thing was is that September 12th was marketably different than September 11th, because September 12th was after we had gone home and from about 3.30 to however long we could stay up, everyone was glued to the television in our house watching in the, this incessant loop about you know, planes hitting buildings and buildings coming down and that sort of thing. And, and so September 12th, we all come to school and we're all just bleary eyed and just numbed. And it was, 
that was a stranger day to some degree than September 11th was simply because we didn't know for sure anything about September 11th. And then, you know, one of the great conversations that I have with my students, and I remember having this conversation with my U.S. history kiddos, I said, because some of them were upset. Um, I mean, no one was out of control, but I mean, some, you know, there's a few tears and what have you. And there, and there was just a general sense of, you know, what the hell is going on. But I remember telling my kids, you know, within 10 years, the kids that will be in front of me will have no emotional connection to this day. And with a bunch of kids that had nothing but emotion, they didn't get it and they didn't understand it. And I said, how many of you are still torn up about Pearl Harbor? You know, none of you are. You, you look at it as an abstract thing. You're disconnected to it. And so it makes sense that 10 years later, they're just not going to have it. And that's the kind of conversation I tend to have with my students today. I don't so much talk about the the detail of events on September 11th, but I rather try to have a conversation that hits it more tangentially and more connected to my discipline, you know? And so, yeah, two very strange days. My wife, then girlfriend was actually stuck in Germany. She wouldn't be, she wouldn't be able to get back into the country until about two weeks later. And so there was kind of a personal connection. I remember her phoning me at one point saying that, you know, I don't think I can get home. I said, well, you're in Germany, relax, have a beer, have a schnitzel. And then, you know, you're probably safer there than you are here. And so uh, it's a, it's a kind of a strange uh, few days, as I recall. Well, why don't we, we stay on this topic? I think that, you know, we've, we've gotten into it. Um, I, I'm interested in, in, in today uh, and I'm not talking about the baseball game tonight uh, necessarily. I know you'd like to go there talking about the, the, the Mets and the hated Yankees, but yes. <laughs> but I want to. You know, I know that you've probably broached it last week in in, in class. Uh, I would expect, or mm-hmm. you're planning to this next week. But what's the conversation like today? Because you are you you're absolutely right. You're dealing with a generation that has an abstraction of 9/11. It's just a it's just a name at this point, but but. What do you? How do you get into it with students today? Well, like I said, I, I tend to pro- approach it based upon you know what are the difficulties of teaching history, and and one of the challenges is trying to express importance and magnitude and seriousness, severity of an event that they cannot possibly connect with emotionally in the same way as you and I can, as we both lived through it. And, you know, you start by having a conversation about how do history teachers express that? How do history teachers uh, convey that feeling? And how do students best receive it, you know? And so I start with, because, you know, my kids are 11th graders. They've been in the American education system for 11 years, presumably, and by all accounts, experts at what constitutes a good lesson in bringing across that sort of thing or not. You know, and um, that's where the conversation tends to go. Now, I sometimes and have in the past also taken different um, approaches. For example, the notion of how we discuss and how we report on events like that. I don't know if you recall, you weren't here, but the next day on September 12th, the Fort Worth Star-Telegram ran a full page, front page photo of one of the guys who had decided to jump, uh, you know, he was facing unknowable circumstances up there 
And he decided for whatever it was worth, he decided, you know, I'm just going to do this. And there was a conversation about how we look at events like this. And there were some at the time that saw the photo as a violation of privacy. This was an incredibly private moment. This was a very personal, personal moment that this guy came to. And we are acting more voyeuristic, you know, as far as uh, kind of gazing upon the tragedy, if you will. But the other side of the equation is, is that we as a society are too far removed from death. And therefore, we don't seem to have a good appreciation for it because we tend to avoid it, because we tend to avoid showing death on news programs or or things of that nature. And so that tends to be part of the conversation that we have. Well, I I do recall that that photo and and, um, it it makes me think about um, the classroom today and and why don't we pursue a, a hypothetical here? And it's a terrible hypothetical, I mind you. Mm. But but just to tease something out about students and technology, I mean, what what if the this horrible event happened today in, in your classroom? I mean, c- can you unpack that? Because the this and we're talking about every student with a computer basically in in their hand. Mm. And you know, I mean the, the communication and pulling out of students would have been rather, rather different. Um, mm. and, and, and so maybe talk about that. Uh, and then just the politicizing of everything, you know, there's going to be a two stories, uh, immediately right out of the gate. You know, that was almost a u- unifying event, um, for our country in, 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 a terrible way, but also it brought back some patriotism and some, you know, a single voice. Um, but what about today if something, you know, God forbid happened like that and, and you're at school? I can't imagine that the divisiveness. Is that how you say that word? Divisiveness or divisiveness? Um, I'm going to leave you out there because if I say it, then I'm going to look back. <laughs> uh, but anyway, whatever it is, I can't. I can't imagine that it would rear its head right away. I mean, I, I, I grant you that the level and the extent of unity that we saw after 9-11 would not last as long today as it did then. Uh, but um, I can't imagine that that would, I think, I think there would be a dropping away, at least temporarily, of that kind of, um, that kind of rhetoric. Okay. But what it would do, though, what the technology would do is insofar as we had uh, misinformation in the immediate aftermath of September 11th, it would, it would be exponential today simply because of how many yahoos have a platform. <laughs> yahoos like us <laughs> in our podcast. Yahoo. Yeah. They, be, they come right to the old school and listen to us for our guidance. Oh boy. I wonder what they think. I wonder what Ross <laughs> and Steve think, <laughs> but, um, but I think, that element of it would be uh, more gross if you want to look at it that way. I think it would be more profane, not in a kind of a profanity sense, but profane in a, in a, in a kind of inappropriate and uh, tasteless and um, tacky sort of way. I think you'd see more of that um, 
And so I think I think that's where you would see it. I think I think the notion of having school because we could have school in 2001 because we were not inundated by, by the images and by the and by the information. But I think today, you, I mean, I don't know if you could if you could have a class because it would inevitably go to. I mean, you could tell the kids to put their phones away, but what sense does that make? I mean, it's like it'd be like your Yahoo's that are in charge of your school in Ohio. I'm sure they're very fine people today, but but I mean that that's a that's a ridiculous uh, approach. Let's pretend it's not happening. Well, but uh, you know, <laughs> symbolically, that that one television in 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 the corner, um, it it represented a a shared experience, mm. and so everybody at least would could have, and they did. I mean, it's not like we turned it off immediately. And so there, there were students looking and having a, a similar experience. Whereas today, you know, they, every phone has its own feed. They're getting news mm. from so many different sources. Um, but imagine the, the, the photographs and the videos and the things that would happen from the, from the ground. Right. You know, so it, it, it would have been, you know, it, it's unimaginable, you know, just how to, handle that. And then the, the parents get involved immediately. And, and so there, there, there will be, I mean, not you, you, we think of a car line as being a bit of a mess outside yeah. of a school, but, <laughs> but suddenly, you know, who knows the, the images of, of, of parents coming and students leaving and all of the, everybody involved with, with a phone. Mm. Well, yes, not just them receiving the information, but sending information. So all those folks running from buildings there would be people that would put themselves in harm's way to videotape it or record it on their phone videotape there's a there's a good signal <laughs> to the age well, <laughs> that's right but the people recording with their phone putting themselves in harm's way to watch it and to film it and record it and sensibly to then post it on their various feeds um uh, they're probably be Instagram photos, you know, just, you know, we, we've seen how tacky uh, that sort of thing can get, you know? So um, I think that's where the differences lie primarily um, is in sending it and then receiving it. Um, I think that would be the biggest impact. So do you think anything has, has changed in, in schools directly because of that? And, and we're talking over the the 20 years um is there a a different level of of seriousness you know in in the school more control um they had to take some steps after that for security um you know and and then we don't need to get into school shootings that's that's a whole different topic but Mm. but but in a way there there, there's a connection in in there there had to be a shift a tone of, of of school leadership after that I think it I think the biggest focus was in the importance about how we talk about events. Um, of course, there's nothing of a kind of a security nature because outside whatever channel broadcast that on September 11th, there was no assumption that the schools themselves were a target or were a threat or under threat or that sort of thing. And so I think it had more to do with the importance of how we talk about events. Now, you look at 9-11 and you say that had no immediate reason for taking place. Now, historically, there's a bunch of reasons that you could bring up that might explain what happened on September 11th. But in the immediacy of the time period, um, 
certainly Osama bin Laden was under surveillance and had been since the first attempt back in 93 when they tried to take down the buildings the first time using um, charges in the um, the basement um, uh, parking garage. Um, and then, of course, things that had happened to the USS Cole off the coast of Yemen. And th- there had been various moments that had started to get um, the U.S. government and U.S. military and U.S. intelligence services attention. Uh, but uh, from a perspective as what's in the classroom, it, it does, and there was an emphasis on, on how we be, how we express it and how we talk about it and how we frame it, you know, and not that there was a particular frame that had to be presented, but that, um, you know, kids had questions and we are the best source they have, unless their parents are national security analysts or what have you, we are the best source that they have of getting uh, objective as much as that can be possible at that kind of a time, objective, uh, all-encompassing explanation of and details on that type of an event. And so I don't know if the math teachers felt that responsibility as much as the social studies teachers did because this is pretty much our purview, you know, the idea of uh, historical events. And by all definitions, September 11th was an historical event. And and so then it kind of laid on us to be able to process that. So if you can look ahead, um, say a hundred years, and, uh, and, unless um, we get pretty lucky, we won't be around then. We as individuals. I, I don't um, want to be lucky in that way. <laughs> but, we, but we hope our nation uh, survives and makes it that far. Sure. Uh, how how prominent do you think 9-11 will be as, as a historian? We're talking about in the high school curriculum. Is, is this going to be a a major thing. I mean, we, obviously we don't know what's going to happen next, but, but how important as a historian, do you think the, the events on the day and surrounding even leading up to day to today are? It could to a certain degree lessen in its um, momentous, momentous, whatever it is, importance, you know, in, in U S history. And I say that only if there is not future uh, terrorist attacks. But I remember at the time, people saying the world has changed forever. No, the world really had, we have changed, but the rest of the world was quite familiar with terrorism. The rest of the world was quite familiar with precautions that need to be taken uh, in, an, in an effort to stem uh, the possibility of a terrorist attack. Our world is different, but the rest of the world not. So if if this is a one-off, and God hope it is, um, then it might not, as far as us, as far as studying the United States culturally, it's not. You know, studying the United States politically, militarily, um, you would have to then rope in Iraq and Afghanistan, the Taliban and, and Al-Qaeda and all this other stuff, uh, the kind of the growing security apparatus that exists in the United States. And so if that continues or grows larger, um, then it becomes a bigger issue. If you're just talking about 9-11 as an historical event, um, it could be mitigated if, like I said, God willing, no, no other attack takes place. 
Well, and and the argument about you know what it does to technology and surveillance and privacy, um, that's probably to be determined. You know how, mm. how the direction of that. Um, I, I mentioned something earlier, and I want to end on a little bit more positive note. I hope, um, but I did mention the the, the Mets and the Yankees. Um, and can you talk about that? Is 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 it going to have impact? Because they're playing tonight. Um, and, and I know there were, there were some famous sporting events right after 9-11 that, that did have impact. What do you expect tonight? Well, I, I would imagine because the Yankees as a team and as an organization and the Mets for that matter, uh, felt that, you know, I felt it as somebody who was 2000 miles away, but they had a much more immediacy in their uh, emotions. And so institutionally, I think there's a memory that's going to uh, lend to their uh, approaching this with a lot more seriousness than uh, other people might be capable of feeling. And so I'd imagine there's going to be a pretty touching uh, tribute. There's going to be a pretty touching remembrance of it. And then people are going to play baseball. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I'm not sure it's going to have a huge impact, except that certainly their remembrance of it is going to be perhaps more poignant. We started talking about 9-11. We were going to talk about something else, but perhaps this is a good stopping point. Um, I think so. We can um, talk about other things. Um, so I'll wish you a happy evening and day on this 9-11. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll have a lighter tone next week, I'm sure. Yes, I'm already imagining it right this moment. Um, <laughs> I can't wait. We'll leave it like that. Uh, yes. Auf Wiedersehen, Herr Miller. Auf Wiedersehen, Herr Dr. Bourgeois.